Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. One of the toughest things in life is figuring out what to believe in, what brings us happiness, and how we can make ourselves whole. Our guest today is award-winning actor Alan Arkin. At 86 years young, he's embarked on a fascinating journey. He went from a young man who thought he had everything figured out to an adult who had a lot more to learn. After questioning everything he thought he knew about himself and the world, he was able to find solace by studying Eastern philosophy. His new book is called Out of My Mind. It's a candid, relatable, and insightful memoir on how during his search for meaning, he ended up discovering himself. Don't go anywhere. Alan Arkin joins us next, and it all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest has starred on Broadway, TV, and over 60 films. He's an Academy Award-winning actor, acclaimed director, producer, author, singer, and composer. He started his career with Second City Comedy Troupe in Chicago and went on to star in motion pictures that include Argo, The In-Laws, Little Miss Sunshine, Poppy, Gross Point Blank, and Going In Style. He recently starred in the Netflix hit series The Kaminsky Method, which earned him two Emmys and two Golden Globe nominations. His latest book, Out of My Mind, shares how after all of his accolades and achievements, there was still something missing in his life, himself. Welcome to the show, Alan Arkin. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you on here. Start by telling us what inspired you to write this fascinating book, Out of My Mind. Well, it came out of a, a series of workshops I did when I was living in Santa Fe. I was working with a guy who was interested in Eastern philosophy, as I was, and uh, and consciousness and how the two related uh, and uh, in one of the classes, he, he brought in some notebooks for everybody and pencils. And he said, okay, for the next half hour, I want everybody in the group to write down all the experiences they've had in their lives where they knew without question that there was more to reality than what we see when we're walking around. And everybody got, got very excited. And uh, we all wrote for a half an hour. And uh, we thought we were going to have a show and tell, but he said instead, he said, okay, now take those, rip them out of the notebooks, those pages, put them in your wallets and purses, and the next time you have a really bad day, read them. And that was it. And uh, I, I, we, everybody had had um, numerous experiences that uh, that proved to them that there was that there was more to all this than what we mostly see, like Shakespeare talked about. Yeah. And uh, it, it became the basis of the book. I, I wasn't planning on writing a book, but I, I just wrote all the episodes down in more detail. And uh, I showed them just for fun to my, my, uh, my, my, my book at, a, agent. And uh, she said, you got a book here. you got this little book. So... Um, it's it's on our head. I'm not taking responsibility for any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that in your book, I love what you say, that we should keep an open mind and embrace change because what we believe to be true today could be different and reshape us tomorrow. And you know what? That really resonated with me because I welcome guests on this show that have completely different viewpoints than I do because I remain a full-time student because, as you say in the book, everything changes. Tell us what inspired you to be more flexible on opening up your mind to new things. Well, it was this teacher, really, uh, the, this 
this guy who I was working with in Santa Fe. Uh, he made it clear. I, m- most of us go around with very rigid lines about things. I mean, I look on Quora just for fun sometimes, and they say, oh, what what are the three best performances you've ever seen? And I start realizing, and he helped me start to realize that why does it have to be three? What, you know, of what value does it, right. does it, what value does it have to say, these three are the best performances I've ever been, ever been, or or four. Why does it have to be four? Why does it have to be six? What? Why does? And the more I started examining uh, my life, and the more he pushed me, the more I realized that there are no hard lines around everything. That everything, everything that you encounter, everything you you think, everything you 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 hear about has has soft, indeterminate lines around it. Things blur into each other. Like uh, even the terms of races. At, at what point does somebody become black? At what point do they become white? There's no hard, you know, uh, uh, defining line to, to anything. Um, and, and the more yeah. I adopted that way of thinking and operating, the happier I got. Um, uh, without without stringent, uh, eternally defined rules about things, that this is the way. It, and now these days when I hear somebody say, this is the way it is, I know I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, this, right. this, is, yeah. this, is the way, this is the way I think it is. This is the way we're, we're at this moment in time. We, we feel like it is, but... but uh, it's it's not necessarily yeah. the way it is. It's the way it is now, and um, I mean this past seven months should be a uh, uh, a kind of a defining. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Uh, yeah, I I know when people say it's my way or the highway, I hop in the car and go on the autobahn. <laughs> 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 so I, I'm with you on that, and I love how you said it's not black or white; it's gray area, which is kind of interesting because you know you're, pro- you're promoting this to the senior citizens. Gray area, I like this. We got like a little uh, a little play on word here. But let me ask you this: I know most people your age rely on medication, and you actually rely on meditation. And I love in your book how you describe meditating better than anyone I've ever heard uh, describe it. You say, "quote Meditation takes me past my own concept of who I am. It gives me deeper." insights and meaning to my existence that is grander and deeper than anyone's concept of me, including my own. That's pretty profound. Share with us, how does meditation bring you such clarity? Well, I, I it's, it's a, let's see if I can answer. There, in all Eastern thought, uh, and, and again, they, they bleed into each other, uh, um, in all Eastern thought, there is a sense there is the the promise that there is there is a that we have a greater reality than this walking around physical presence that we like to define right. as our name that 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 we are a small part of this greater reality and that it's with us all the time and that by meditating you tap into it in a deeper and deeper and uh, and more profound way yeah, especially with, you know, all, all, all the crazy stuff happening. It's just a way to kind of just decompress. That's what I describe uh, meditation. You're decompressing. You're, you're just becoming one with yourself rather than the news. Yeah, it and... starts out being deep, deep, uh, de- decompressing. 
And then you start becoming conscious of the fact that you are here, well, here and elsewhere as well. And in a way, uh, it's it's not as remote an experience as people would like to think it is. Like, like the idea, I talk, I think I talk about this in the book, so I don't even remember what I talk about it any, at this point. But uh, being in the zone is a very clear indication uh, that you you are in a sense bilocated. If you talk to people who have been in the zone, and that, and the whole idea of being in the zone, I think came out first with athletes. Uh, the sense that when you're playing perfectly, time slows down. You know what everybody on the court is going to be doing. Uh, uh, the audience is completely aware of it. Uh, if you've been in the audience when when, when a basketball player or a um, football player is in that place. There's 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 a there's a sense that you're in some place magical. I used to have it on stage. I mean, my first indication that there was more to me than than uh, my conception was I used to have it on stage a lot. And what what I found was that when I had the courage and 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 security to to talk to people in other professions. The uh, other people had that experience too. I thought it was limited to actors at first, but then I found out that uh, that feeling of being in the zone took place all over the place, and and the the, the common denominator to what created it, what allowed the grace to allow that to happen, was deep devotion to the area in which you're experiencing it, uh, and and that sense of devotion helps to bring on that that re- exalted place called being in the zone and being in the zone is being is being consciously connected to that other part of you that bigger part of you and it tends not to make mistakes right uh, it's interesting yeah yeah, really interesting. I know in your book you share you share something that 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 may relate into the, the meditation is you say your tensions are your greatest teacher. Expand on that for us. Why do you embrace your stressful times? Well, because that's where your fears lie, uh, and your fears uh, when you examine when you start when you meditate for any length of time. The, your tension areas become more and more uh, become a, they, it's like applying a poultice to them. It just brings them more and more to the surface. And uh, as they come to the surface, they start becoming more and more annoying. Uh, and if you don't address them, they become really annoying and they can turn into sicknesses. So when you address them lovingly, you start getting you start allowing the the uh, the triggers that created them to present themselves uh, a lot of times psychologically a lot of times they just disintegrate yeah yeah I, I I always live by turn your mess into your message you know which basically is like what you turn your mess into your message yeah yeah, yeah that's and nice. that's what ba- that's what you that's what, that's what you've done. Yeah, let me ask you this. I know you and your, your wife, Suzanne, they, you live a holistic lifestyle in addition to meditation. You eat healthy. You have this large organic garden. I've seen it on video. And when did you first realize the vital role that food plays in our health and longevity? Well, it was a slow slide in, into that. Uh, 
I, I, I might, it happened a long time ago. I don't even remember. There's no, there's no clean moment. It was just a slow recognition. Right. Uh, like I remember when my, uh, my, my youngest son, he must've been five. We were in a market and he was he already at that point. So we've been doing this for a long, long time. My youngest son was in the market with us and he was walking around looking at the labels on, he just learned how to read. And he picked up a can of something he thought he wanted to eat. He says, oh, I can't eat this. I said, why, why not? He says, not enough vowels. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at the ingredients, and all he saw was consonants. Nothing resembling food, just just the... Uh, so compound. so wait so Alan are you are, are you saying phenylalanine is not a fruit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, have any idea. I never heard that word. Before. It doesn't sound like a fruit to me. No. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that that's a good. But you know, there's just something I don't know when you, when you grow your own food, you 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 take responsibility. You know what you're putting in your mouth, and I don't know if it's just if it's just me, but doesn't it taste better when you have your own homegrown food and herbs that you can pull right from your backyard yeah and i I love to see the sense of pride on my wife's face when she's something she's putting putting as a seed and now we're eating it as a huge vegetable of some kind right yeah that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, I read your your this giant. I could have spent like a whole half hour on your accolades and your awards, and you've had such a vast variety of achievements from author, comedian, actor to singing and composing. The list goes on and on. I'm curious, looking back at it all, is there any particular achievement that stands out that you're most proud of? Yeah, my my onion soup. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't take long for that answer. That must be way high on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's very high on the list. I thought that was one of those things that only four-star Michelin chefs could do well. But it turns out <laughs> I started making it about six months ago, and I found a pretty good vegan version of it. I found that right? I, I, uh, I, got, I got very high cholesterol, so i got to be careful of the uh, fat intake, I think. But we right. found a we found a, a a kind of cheese that I can have once in a while that's made out of um, vegetables, not so. Um, so I got all excited, and I'm now making vegan onion soup. That sounds like your next book. It's like my my swan song in life. This is what my most proud of. <laughs> the <My> onion swan- <laughs> soup. But but Alan, it could go a little deeper. You you. you you could say I'm peeling back the onion, and you can relieve, you know, share more about your life too. It could be a little metaphor there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's well, great. Peeling back the onion is a good metaphor for. for yeah, for it really is. I think that I don't know. Hey, you've done nine books. I understand this could be a, a biggie. That's uh, that's not many people realize that you're you're a regular author. Well, you know, you know, I, I don't like to think of myself. You know, I don't like to think of myself as anything. Uh, I, it, right. makes, it makes me a lot happier when I when I try not to define who I am by what I do. Uh, right. Because it, it, it's it's another pressure, and I want to live with it, as few pressures as humanly possible. Um, so if 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 I define myself as a writer and I'm not writing something, then who am I? I don't I don't have an identity. Right. But if, but if I say to myself, well, I 
I, 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 like writing to me has always been just like uh, lancing a boil. I never do it on, unless either I'm, I'm uh, out of work for six six months to a year, uh, which happens <laughs> uh-huh. more frequently than most actors would like to admit. And, uh, and right. uh, some, something is nagging at me. If something is nagging at me, it'll have a way of presenting itself in some written form right. at some point. Yeah, I don't think you have. I don't think you have a lot of time sitting around because a lot of actors get less roles when they age. But in your case, as you've gotten older, you've seen be getting busier. Uh, that's because time slows down. You know, I mean, time gets faster. I, I <laughs> time time gets faster all all the time, and it seems like I'm working more. I'm not working. I, I I'm not. I haven't worked in a year and a half, but that's. It's pretty uh, consistent for most of the profession right now, but because of the uh, the, the the virus, yeah. uh, most most almost everybody yeah. knows how to work. So, I know you were recently in the Netflix award-winning sitcom The Kaminsky Method, which also stars Michael Douglas. I read that you'd not met Michael prior to doing that project, and you had such this amazing chemistry on the show. Did you guys get along after the director yelled cut? Uh, he's kind of a private guy. I mean, he, he's wonderful to work with. Uh, I, right. when I'm, when I'm on camera with him or when we're rehearsing, it feels like, it feels like an old, um, uh, dance, dance team. Like we, we just seem to know each other's moves and it's very graceful, but, but he's, right. he's kind of private. He likes to, he likes to go back to his dressing room or re- read the paper. He's, he's not a big, uh, socializer. Yeah, I know. I know uh, the uh, this. But we the the, the the but the work together was was in, incredibly amicable. Yeah, I know the series. Uh, you know, deals with many challenges of getting older, with a little comedic twist there. One takeaway that I got from your book is, uh, for when you get older, you know, you've become more even keel than your younger self. With our younger generation being so emotionally charged by the media, the politics, the social media, the conspiracy theories. What advice can you share on how people can just learn to relax more and be happier, not take life so seriously? Well, start meditating. I, I know I don't know better, uh, or, or 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 more fruitful way to say it. It sounds simplistic, but that's what I would advise: get to know yourself apart from right. stuff. Uh, who are who are you when you're not doing something? You still exist when you're not engaged in an activity, and most people, right. particularly in the, in the Western cultures, uh, don't think of themselves as anything unless they're in, engaged in, an, in a profitable activity. Well, that may not be the most profitable profitable activity you can do. Just. Maybe the most profitable activity you can do is just to find out who you are when you're at rest uh, and find out what that says to you, how that speaks to you. It's what, what, yeah, yeah, it it changed my life uh, dramatically. Yeah, well said. I know uh, William Shatner is a couple years older than you, and when he was on the show, I asked him his secret to living such a long, happy, and prosperous life, and he said, always say yes to new opportunities. Keep moving forward. Learn today and grow tomorrow. Through all that you've accomplished, what are you saying yes to next in life? What's on the horizon for Alan Arkin? Uh, letting go more. I just That's the only goal I have really anymore is is just the desire to 
absolutely just let go, let go of my preconceived ideas of uh, who I am and what what it is. Uh, just letting go, letting go, letting go. It's a, it's an almost endless and frustrating exercise for me. I know there's some people who have been able to do it at a much earlier age. I have, I have to confess I have not been able to completely do it. I, I wish I could. Yeah, but you do mention how you've grown. I said mention in your book in your 30s, your views on life changed 178 degrees. I'm curious if you can go back in time and give your younger self a message, what would you say? Lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> Lighten up. Lighten up. And he, yeah, it's it's not it's not going to end up being the, what you think it is right, right. now. Right. And learn to make a good onion soup early on. No wait so late in life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm curious. You've played so many different roles in movies and television. Have you ever turned down a role that you were offered that you later regretted? No, I've taken a, I've taken a lot that I've later regretted, but I never turned down anything I regretted. <laughs> <laughs> so there's never one you said, "Darn it!" I said no to that, and I, sh I wished I would have jumped on board. No, I was I was I was supposed to be in the uh, Ocean's Eleven franchise. I had no idea it was going to be three movies, uh, but I I had to turn it down because I was not feeling well at the time, oh. and I and. Uh, I, I had to turn it down and then lost out on three, not just one, but three movies. Oh. So I, I feel, I wish that had been otherwise, but there you go. Yeah, so that would, that's a biggie. Yeah, that would have been, that would definitely have been a biggie. I know in your book you talk about being a believer in reincarnation. I'm curious, do you think we hang on to our former? I, I'm not a believer. Oh, no. Well, believe, believe, believer is the wrong word. I've experienced things that I cannot put right. in any other format but that. Uh, the, the experiences that have been corroborated by other people as well, you know, that, right. without my telling them anything. And not just one. I, that, there are other experiences that I've had that didn't go in the book because they weren't quite as dramatic, but 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 still proved to me that... that uh, I didn't need any other. Uh, I mean, I had the, ex the the experience. I had at least three experiences that uh, not intimations, not things other people have told me, but things I've experienced that I have no other conceivable uh, uh, answer for. So uh, it's not just a belief. A belief. Uh, a belief implies an opinion. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know where else to put this. So yeah. So it's a. Uh, but I, I had an ex extremely dramatic one that I talked about in the book. Yeah. Uh, the the feeling of a sense of panic before going on stage one time that came out of a very specific uh, event that that later told me that I had in, in therapy I had cracked through this life and and was having a fear of something that was related to uh, something that happened three, four hundred years ago, which I, which, which was uh, inescapable to me. And I'm not the only person that's had that. I mean, there, there's, there, there are books and books and books now about people who have had similar experiences that are, are corroborated by, by doctors, yeah. corroborated by teams of uh, uh, explorers. Yeah. So it's not a belief. Belief is a, a wish list. 
Uh, It's gone way beyond just being a wish list for me. Beyond the wish list. Do you think we hang on to our former intuition and personality, or do we start over from scratch? No, it's not. I, I, it's not. I, it, my experience is that it's not a clean slate. That you come back with all the, all the uh, issues that you've hung on to, uh, and that it, all, most Eastern philosophy talks about this planet as being a school. It's like you know, uh, junior high. That uh, when you learn all the lessons uh, that this plane of existence has to teach you, then you go on to the next one. Uh, that's 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 runs through all Eastern philosophy that I've that I've uh, read about. All right, that's great. Hey, let me ask you, you uh, something that you advocate, which is I've been really getting into, is is breathing, not the kind we do to stay alive, but at a deeper level. Share with us how breathing technique can aid in improving our health and inner balance. And people hearing, go, I breathe already. I'm not doing that great. What's the secret of breathing? Do it is by just bringing it into your consciousness. Uh, It's very, very simple. Stop what you're doing and take long, slow, uh, deep breaths without stressing yourself over it. uh, Just do it for three or four or five minutes. Everything's going to change. You know, it's so so fascinating to me. We talk about all the things we like and love in life. Nobody talks about their breath. Nobody talks about oxygen. Oxygen is 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 our most intimate relationship with any with anything is that if you you can go without food for weeks and weeks and weeks if you have to I mean, you still survive you can go without water right. for for I don't know how many days you'd probably know better than I I do but right. oxygen three minutes you're 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 gone three minutes it's over and no, it's so yeah. it's so dramatic and so close that I think people are anxious about even thinking about it. If that we lo- if we love anything in the world, it should be uh, oxygen. It should be a, the, the air we're breathing. That's um, that's our closest ally, uh, responsible for everything. Yeah, and it's so true. You know, the average person just breathes twenty percent of their lungs. That's it throughout the day. So there's eighty percent of that lung that yeah. we don't expand. We don't, we don't take that deep breath in. We're yeah. shallow breathers. And as you mentioned, you know, when you do that deep breath in, I'm telling you, it brings your blood pressure down, your heart rate. It really, and it just, it just yeah. helps you chill and relax. So, I mean, that's such good advice. Yeah, yeah, that's Conscious great. Conscious breathing. That, that that that's a that's a crucial. And very uh, important and universal meditation. Just stop for five minutes and be conscious of deep breathing. Yeah, uh, that'll that in yeah. itself will will change your life. Really, if true. you did nothing else but that, and uh, and and uh, remain uh, conscious and focused on that uh, for a length of time, you will dramatically change your life. Fantastic. In yeah. the minute we have left, is there anything you want to share about your book, Healthy Lifestyle, or advice maybe you have for aging listeners out there that are listening to you and go, wow, this guy's in his high 80s. I want to be like him. For my aging listeners, my advice is do not fall down. Don't fall down. <laughs> <laughs> if necessary, wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe knee pads. <laughs> the closing advice. 
<laughs> just just stay in bed. Don't even chance it. Don't even get out of bed. You're safe in bed. Why leave? Domino's delivers. <laughs> yes, sounds good to me. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. We really thoroughly enjoyed this. I know the book gets get the book is called Out of My Mind. It's available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you heard Alan share something today that might be of interest to somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available at toyourgoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com and peruse our podcast library. Share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information is too important to keep to yourself. People need to learn to breathe. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.